0: So in the beginning, there was God. And God always was, and God always existed, and God is perfect. And by perfect, I mean never sinning, never messing up, never telling a lie, never disrespecting a teacher. Okay? Perfect. And see, what happened is that God created every single thing here. Right? The heavens, the oceans, the mountains, the trees, all of it. And God saw that it was good. But then God looked around and he thought, you know, there's nobody here to enjoy this, right? I've created all of these animals, I've created all of this, and there's nobody here. I need somebody to name this, I need somebody to enjoy everything that I have created. So God created Adam. And later God said, you know, Adam needs a partner, right? He needs somebody suitable to help him care for all this, to like, you know, do some gardening. So then says the Bible that God put Adam into a deep sleep and from his rib, Eve was created. Now the Bible says that God created mankind in his own image, okay? Me and you are made in the image of God. And what this means is that in the Bible, it says that God breathed his life into us. Okay, so while everything else was spoken to existence, God actually formed you, and he breathed his breath inside your lungs. You have the very breath of God in your lungs, right? He formed you, he intricately created you, all of your quirks, all the things you love about yourself, all the things you hate about yourself. Your personality, the things that make you, you, was all God. And it's made exactly in His image. So God was always there, all the way from the beginning. But so was Jesus. Okay, Jesus was there in the creation of the world with God. And Jesus is in heaven with God. And, and when they looked down at heaven, they were a little heartbroken. Okay, when they looked down, they saw Adam and Eve not doing a very good job. Because what happened is that God gave them this most beautiful place to live, but he gave them one rule. One, that's it. You can do anything you want. You can eat from any tree you want, except one. And Satan, you know, the devil, he's he's pretty tricky. And he got them to eat from the tree. And sin immediately entered. Into the world. And so God and Jesus, they are heartbroken. They are looking down. They are seeing all of these people covered in sin. They're feeling the weight of our shame. Right? They're seeing chaos happening. They're seeing people cheating with other people. They're seeing they're seeing stealing and lying and gossiping. So, so yeah, we're like trying to have a serious moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Back to our story after we were really interrupted. See, God knew from the very beginning that we would be sinful people, right? God knew from the very beginning that we would be people that need a perfect God. We would mess up, and God knew that we would sin, and God knew that we would lie, and God knew that we would stole, but He still created you. And He knew that we would need a rescue plan, right? God knew that we would need a way out, that there's no way that we could live up to this perfect life like God was. And so these people, right, there was just this big hole in their heart. These people would try to fill it. Right, maybe if I had like the newest shoes, that would be good, that would kind of fill this hole that I have in my heart. Right, maybe if I could just strive and I could try to get the best grades in school, maybe that would fill my heart. Right, maybe, maybe if I just had more money, that could fill my heart. Or maybe if I just had a boyfriend or a girlfriend to tell me my worth, to tell me my value, maybe that would make me feel better. Right, maybe that would fill this hole in my heart but nothing and no one could feel that pain, right? Nothing and no one could even come close. So God and Jesus are heartbroken, right? They care so much about us. They care so deeply to be friends with us, but we have a big problem, we're sinners, right? They so desperately wanna be close with us, but God is perfect and God cannot be around sin. Right. Sin is anything that separates us from God, so immediately we're separated. But the amount of love that God has for you didn't really matter. See, all they cared was to be close with you, so they decided to make a plan. Now it would be... It's moment here. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Now this plan that they had would be the most insane plan that anyone has ever heard of. It would be a plan that would make people say, "Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not real." It is the craziest thing, but it is the only way to be close with us. Right? It is the only way. So Jesus volunteers. He volunteers to leave the glory of heaven, to leave everything that is perfect, to leave everything that he knew. He volunteers to leave the right hand of God and say, I'll go. I will be the rescue plan. I will step in. I will leave heaven. I will leave the glory. And I will go to a place so covered in sin. I will go to these people who are so desperately hurting. I will go to these people who are in so much pain and I will be their plan. So he decides he's gonna leave heaven and he's gonna come to earth. He's gonna be born into an imperfect place. And then he's gonna make the selfless call to die on a cross. So Jesus would come, he would live a perfect life right a life without sin a life without lying to people or stealing or treating people badly and he would come not to be mad at us or to try to punish us or to show us everything that we've done bad but he would come to show love he would come to show God's love to show perfect love and he would come for you and I he would come knowing fully well that we might not pick him back. He would come fully knowing that there is a good chance we might not choose him, but he would still come. So Jesus would fulfill all of the prophecies that are about him. He would be born to a teenage virgin who's not even married yet. He would come from the same bloodline as King David who defeated Goliath, he would come. He would be born. He would do miracle after miracle. He would teach us about God's love. He would teach us about forgiveness. He would teach us about how we should treat each other. And he would show us perfect love. And he knew that when he comes, probably a lot of people aren't gonna like him. And probably a lot of people are not going to choose him. And a lot of people are gonna hate him. And he's still gonna die for those people. See, not everybody was a fan of Jesus, right? Not everybody loved Jesus. Not everybody believed that he was the son of God. Not everybody believed that he was the Messiah, that he was the rescue plan. People would mock him. They'd make fun of him. They would call him names. They would yell at him. There is no way you are the son of God. I don't believe it. You're just a man. he would still come. He'd still leave the glory of heaven because he cares about you that much. And he knew this was gonna happen, right? He knew people were gonna turn their backs on him. He knew that people would betray him and he knew that some of us would choose him. And yet he still came. You see, there were some people who hated Jesus so much that they had him arrested. And they brought him before this man named Pilate, who is the governor at the time. And they said, listen, this man is a fake. This man is a phony. There's no way that this man is the son of God. And they would say, what do you wanna do with him? And so Pilate said, the choice is yours. I don't know what to do, you pick. And so Pilate leaves us up to the crowd. So the crowd has a choice to make. Either Jesus gets convicted and crucified, or he gets let go. But the time this was happening, there was another man there. His name was Barabbas. And what happened as as they brought them up to Pilate, Pilate said, you can choose one person to release. Now the thing about Barabbas is that he was a convicted murderer, and he was sentenced to death. So Pilate says, okay, crowd, you go ahead and you choose what you want to do? And the crowd chose to release Barabbas. A man who knew no sin versus a man who was covered in it. And they let Barabbas go. So this meant now Jesus is supposed to be crucified. He's supposed to be put to death. So they immediately, they start beating him. They start whipping him. They start almost to death. And then a crown of thorns is shoved on to Jesus's head and he is told, carry your cross to your death. So Jesus hung on that cross, taking the place of you and I, a place that we should have had to pay for what we've done. And he would do it all over again. See, Jesus being on that cross meant all of our sins are gone. all right all of the lies that you've told gone all of the bad things that you don't want to tell anybody about gone all the sin that you are ashamed of gone that's what it meant for Jesus to be on that cross he knew he knew that we could never live up to being perfect he knew that we could never make it right because of the things that we've done he knew we cannot pay that price so he did it anyway So after Jesus has now suffered on the cross, everybody realizes this is the son of God. This is the man who he says he is. This is the Messiah. This is the son of God. This is exactly who he said he is. It's Jesus. He is exactly who he said he is. And Jesus knew people were gonna do this, and yet he still chooses to do it anyway. Jesus was then put into a tomb where he lay dead for three days. And so what people thought was the end of Jesus was just the beginning, because three days later he rose from the dead and he walked out of that tomb. exactly how I imagined that to happen okay but this was the plan from the very beginning It has now come full circle the plan that was supposed to happen all along and just like that all of the prophecies that were said about Jesus have come true and just like that he fulfilled all of them he rose up from the dead he defeated the grave he defeated Satan he defeated sin all for you and so a couple, couple days later, Jesus is now back in heaven and he has returned to the glory of heaven, right? He is now seated at the right hand of the Father, but he has never left us, right? He has never forgot about you. He is still with us. He is still with us every single day, right? Jesus still takes away sin. He still takes away the bad stuff we've done. He still forgives us regardless of what you have done regardless of the sin that you are struggling in right now he still takes it away him dying on that cross meant once it is done and it is final and it is finished forever see this story is truth right this isn't just a story that happened in the bible thousands and thousands of years ago this is a story for today Right, this isn't just a story for the people of the Bible, this is a story for you and for I. This story is true. And you get to choose. You get to choose for yourself. I can't make the choice for you, right? Pastor Malin can't make the choice for you. You get to choose, Jesus or the world, right? And now some of us, we might not even begin to fathom that there is a God who's so desperately loves you. You might not even begin to fathom that there is a God who perfectly created you to be in this very room, right? To be on this very earth, to live in the time that you do right now. Some of us, we might not even begin to fathom that there is somebody who can look past every mistake we have made and still say, I choose you. Some of us, we can't even begin to fathom that there is a love that we don't have to strive for, that there is a peace that we don't have to try and earn, that there is approval that we don't have to seek because you already have it. But there is, right? There is a God who is so desperately wanting you, who so desperately wants a relationship with you, who so desperately wants you to know, I died to hide on that cross for you. Not to punish you, but to show you love. There is a God so desperately pursuing you that it is no coincidence that you were at 4640 tonight. That's God. He does funny things. Some of you are like, I don't even know why I came tonight. God, he does that. And so the choice is yours, right? Jesus or the world. Do you want a love that you have to strive for or do you want to know that you are already loved? Do you want to try to work the rest of your life to show that you are good enough or do you want to know that you are good enough? It doesn't matter what you have done in your past and it doesn't matter what you will do in your future. God is still going to choose you. He is still going to love you. See, I made the choice at 13 to finally stop fighting and just finally fall into Jesus. And y'all, that was the best choice I ever made. And I made the choice as a 13-year-old broken girl who was so worried what the rest of the world thought. And I made the choice, Jesus, if you're real, I choose you. And I made the choice full of depression to a place that I was at rock bottom. And I thought, Jesus, if you are real, then I will choose you and I will not look back. Then I will make that choice here tonight and I will say, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what my family says. I'm gonna choose you, right? I chose Jesus despite what was cool, right? I chose Jesus despite what the choices that my family made to not follow him. I chose Jesus and y'all, I'm not looking back. And so tonight, it's your choice too. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord because of our sin right because of our lying because of our being rebellious we deserve death and I know that that sounds a little extreme but that's the truth but also know that you have a God who paid it all for you right and so now he's giving you this free gift and this free gift is life with him forever it's feeling love like you've never felt before It's knowing the love of a perfect Father who's gonna be there with you through everything. And so tonight, I wanna give us this choice. So I just want everybody in this room to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I wanna give you the choice to choose Jesus. And if you have never done this, right, if you have never heard this story before and you're like, I want that. I need a God who paid everything for me because I am so jacked up, right? I need somebody to tell me that I am loved. That can only come from God. And so if you have never prayed this, I just want you, everybody's head is bowed and everybody's eyes are closed. I just want you to slip up your hand if that's something you wanna do. Nobody's looking at you, I promise. If you're saying, you know what? I want Jesus in my heart. I want him to be my best friend. I want him to walk through life with me. I can't do this on my own. And if that's you, I just want to invite every single person in this room to repeat this prayer with me. I want you just to say, dear Jesus, and you can say it out loud. I know that I am messed up. And I know that I'm a sinner. And I'm so far from perfect. And I know, and I choose to believe that you died on that cross and you rose again. And I'm sorry for messing up. And I'm sorry for the future times I'm gonna mess up. Would you just come into my heart? Would you lead me? Would you love me? Would you guide me? In Jesus' name, amen. Now that was simple, but then there's another group of us who we've heard this a thousand times, right? We've heard this story and we know Jesus died on the cross for us and we know that he forgives us. But sometimes we just forget that a little bit, right? Sometimes we just feel a little bit far away from him. And sometimes all we have to do is we just have to say, I'm sorry. And then boom, like that, we're close with him again. So I wanna just invite you again to close your eyes, bow your head. And if that's you and you're like, I know who Jesus is and I want him back. And I'm sorry for running, but I'm done playing games. Then I want you just to slip up your hand. And you say, tonight I'm making the commitment to walk with him again. Tonight, I'm saying sorry, and that's it. So with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I just want you guys, everybody can repeat this with me. Just say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry. I know I'm imperfect. You know I'm imperfect. So would you please just forgive me? I'm sorry for pushing you, but I'm done playing. I just want you, so please Lord, forgive me. Amen, easy as that. Now guys, I just want to tell you that is probably one of, not probably, it's 100% the best decision you could have ever made, okay? So I just want to encourage you, if you made the choice, to follow Jesus tonight, just to tell somebody in a blue shirt or tell your best friend and get a high five, okay? Because Jesus is the bomb and He's the best Jesus ever and you're gonna wanna follow him, okay? Let me pray over you one last time. Jesus, we love you so much. You're the best Jesus ever, amen.